you are actually the only returning guest I've had thus far. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm the one who's honored that someone would want to come back. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the first time we talked, which maybe two years ago, was like like an hour, and it was really good conversation. So I was like, yeah, this is rad. It was. I enjoyed it very much uh, at the time. I'm like, I want to have Gary on all the time. He clearly yeah. loves Scott as much as I do. Definitely uh, hooked me up with things that I'm looking to find, and I really appreciate that. You're like my best friend for that. Oh, absolutely. I'm really happy you enjoyed Scab of the Hut. Uh it was I've been looking for that forever because I knew them from the uh from the Premium Blend show and I always liked them there. And I don't think they ever recorded anything as that band, but only at Scab of the Hut, I believe. Uh I believe that is correct from what I've seen. Uh, cause I also first heard them on premium blend years ago and, uh, I never had, I didn't never knew the scab of the hut connection. Uh, obviously there's, you know, the handful of scow, scow wars, star wars <laughs> inspired ska vans. Uh, and I always thought they had one of the more ridiculous names. So to learn it was them and who's, who's the semi-famous guy from that band? The bravery. There you go. Yeah, he's in the uh, bravery. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you a single song the bravery sings, but he's from the bravery. No, yeah. I I have the first bravery album and I thought that was so weird. I actually uh I just put it up before I started recording this. Spoilers. Uh I just did a, a nostalgic review of a band called Two Tone Bowlers. Two Ton Bowlers. Yeah. And and uh their uh keyboardist I found out is uh Spencer Krog, who's in like Wolf Parade and Swan Lake and a bunch of just Canadian indie rock fans I very briefly loved in the early 2000s. Uh, Every band used to be a ska band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever so listen I, to um, the, the Menzinger ska band? No, what? Oh, dude, the Menzingers started off with... I love the Menzingers. They're like my favorite non-ska band. Yeah, my wife, yeah, my yeah. Favorite band. Um, we've seen them a bunch. They're awesome. But they used to be a band. I think it's Bob and the Saggots. What? Yeah, dude, check it out. Oh my god! I oh. Pretty sure it's on YouTube. I have a rip of it. If you can't find it, I'll send it to you. I always. It's not good, by the way. Oh, I'm sure it's not. (laughs) So few, so few are. Uh, but still, that I don't know how I didn't know that because I also love the Menzingers. They're just phenomenally good. Uh, one of my best friends. They're they're her favorite band too. She does not care for Scott at all, but uh, (laughs) I'm still gonna make her listen to it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I love, man. I love finding just, as you can tell, just really bad, not bad. I shouldn't say bad because there's no bad bands and I hate saying that, but like obscure, like the nineties and early two thousand third waves or Scott punk bands that no one's ever heard of. That's what I want to listen to where the horns yeah. are out of tune and the guitars sound bad and all the songs are about girls and beer. That is my wheelhouse of music. Yeah. I mean, that's basically been my 2020 is just <laughs> looking up and either finding grips or buying every, just a little regional ska band act I can find. And uh, I kind of feel like a dick sometimes. So I'll see listings on eBay for stuff that are just ridiculously priced. Right. Uh, and I've messaged a few people but like, no one will ever want to buy this, but me, <laughs> uh, you know, there was one, uh, I won't name it. Cause people can, you know, look it up. Uh, but it was priced like $60. Oh. And I sent I sent that exact message like nobody will want this but me. Uh, I will give you thirty dollars for it. 
A CD? A CD. Just a CD of, I'm sure, some terrible uh, regional band. Uh, and they very rudely said no, and then raised the price to $75. <laughs> uh, so. You're going to have to message me that band, so I'll seek it out on eBay, and I'll send the same exact message. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, uh, it's funny you say regional because like literally I've never actually told anybody this but this is so nerdy this is what I do at night when I'm trying to fall asleep I google like hmm I wonder if like Oklahoma had a lot of ska bands in the 90s let me google that and then you find like a list like some like um, you know horribly made website of like that was just a fan it's you know you know, I don't, I can't describe what those, yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about, those Oklahoma, some bad, yeah, 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 yeah. Band. yeah. I'm like, all right, now I need to seek out every horrible ska band from Oklahoma from 1997, and then you just scour the, that is what I do, and my Apple Music and my Spotify are all just full of them, as much, as, there's surprisingly a lot online that, like, people put up, like, here's my ska band from 1998, check it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, heck, yeah, Gary, you're, you're describing my life, <laughs> uh, I am the returning guest. <laughs> I like fall down such terrible rabbit holes sometime. My go- my goal for 2021 is I want to do 50 states in 50 days uh, and just a ska band of the, the 90s uh, or, or earlier or, you know, later in some cases uh, for every state of the union. And there's a f- I have a few holes because, uh, you know, there's something like Alaska. It's hard because you can't search Alaska ska because it just pulls up everything with the word Alaska in it. Because Google it's such is such an a, obvious ska band name. Like if I lived in Alaska, I wanted to move to Alaska just to start that obvious ska band. Like it, they have to exist. But I think that's I think that and I South Dakota maybe are the two that like have vexed me for years. Uh, I got North Dakota. There's a, a few, which is weird, but. For a while, it was New Hampshire for me, and just again, twenty twenty being the year it is, and having lots of free time uh, early on, filled that hole right up. Uh. <laughs> well, I know that you can get a bazillion from New Jersey. That's for sure. For some reason, oh, a lot of ska bands out here in New Jersey. I, I, uh, I when I guest hosted that New Jersey ska society live stream, yeah, uh, back in I, I don't know. 1972 uh, like, yeah uh, I think I talked about how I legitimately have a list of New Jersey ska bands from like the 90s I have enough if I did 10 song episodes of talk to ska I think I could do like seven of them with never repeating a band I was probably uh, in half those bands yeah you know ever since our last conversation I always look is Gary in this band whenever I come across something. I uh, I played in Inspector 7. I don't know if you know that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I still think about that all the time. And uh, It was like my, because that was like the, you know, for New Jersey, that's the ska band. You know, yeah. mean, at least to me, like I like catching Streetlight, but to me, Inspector 7 is New Jersey oh, ska. Oh, absolutely. When I was coming up and being able to play. And their sax player, Scoochie, is my favorite sax player of all time. So being able I mean, to play his stuff. And then he came to a show to see me play. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the most nerve-wracking I've ever been. <laughs> I'm sure it was, sir. I'm sure yeah, it was. And then, I'm sure you know Bombtown, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was really tight with those guys. Um, they're, they're just a, such a good, sad, sad ending to that band. But, man, what a great band that was. Yes, it was. New Jersey. 
That's us, Jersey. We're like, That's yeah, it. we're in the suburbs. We got nothing else to do. Let's start a ska band. All start ska bands. Yeah, Say when you have when you have a lot of friends who play instruments, start a ska band. You know that's that's kind of um, how I got. I was a guitar player. Well, I was a pl- clarinet player, but then I was a guitar player for a long time because I'm like, yeah, I love rock and roll. I'm gonna play guitar. And once I got into ska, I was like, oh yeah, I want to start a ska band. But I knew like five guitar players who were better than me, and I'm like, nah, I'll just go back and learn sax. And that's why I went. That's how I learned sax in like middle school. I wanted to be in a ska band, and I wasn't the best guitar player, so I said, all right, I'll just play a horn. <laughs> The rest is history. That's... Now, from being in a ska band, I have a baby. It all correlates. It all. <laughs> I met my wife at a ska show. Oh. I, yeah, I don't know if I told this story last time. I met I my wife at a backyard superhero show. She's friends with some of the guys in the band. She went to high school with them. So she came to one of our very early shows. And um, before I even knew who she was, like we were in the parking lot just hanging out, me and the, the guys in the band. And she, she pulls up and she gets out of the car. And I told my friend, Josh, Josh, the singer, um, I said, oh, I'm going to marry that girl one day. And he's like, oh, really? Because that's my best friend from high school, Deb, and she's moving to Chicago tomorrow. So that was uh, that's how we met. <laughs> it was also a hot dog eating contest, that show, by the way. We headlined a hot dog eating contest, which I participated in and cheated. And um, talked to her. I was like, yeah, what's up, girl? And then she's like, well, I'm moving to Chicago tomorrow with my boyfriend. Bye. And that happened. Um, but worked out in the end i suppose yeah wow and i like to tell my daughter who's four months old so she has no idea what i'm talking about but i'm telling her all the time i'm like you're the baby that ska built you (laughs) 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 and i have to ask how do you how does one cheat at a hot dog eating contest exactly you take your hot dogs your plate full of hot dogs and you put them on other people's plates the guys sitting next to you ah okay okay Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a hot dog eating contest. It's horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I I remember watching a few, like, in my uh, summers of my high school days. Like, 4th of July, Joey Chestnut. Oh, and it just looks... Here, dude. Watch him oh, here. I don't... It just looks awful. I don't know how crowds can sit there and just watch somebody put themselves through. I We had... It was a five-minute hot dog eating contest. And in five minutes, I think I had a hot dog... One and a half hot dogs, maybe two. Which is too many hot dogs for five minutes. Like, I'll do a yeah. hot dog every now and then, but that's too many. <laughs> and there's no condiments. It's literally like, you know, bun and meat and water to dip it in. It was it was terrible. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Yeah, it sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> just the worst. Are we, uh, but, did we start recording yet? Is this the show? Hey. Oh, I always start recording just in case there's good stuff. I feel uh, like we've had a lot of good stuff so far. <laughs> there's been a lot of good stuff. Uh, that, that was the intro. This is 10 minutes. <laughs> Thanks to talk to Sky, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Hey, that's fine. I got nothing going on today. Uh, But as you've said, you do have a child. Yeah, my day Uh, is, uh, I got to go to Target later and Trader Joe's. It's a big Saturday here in New York. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All those tea stores. Uh, This time of year. Oof. I'm done with my holiday shopping, believe it or not. I'm an early holiday shopper. I'm actually going to be wrapping my gifts tomorrow. I'm done 100%. Um, but if anyone wants to get me anything, I'm looking for obscure ska band CDs from the 90s on eBay for $70. For, <laughs> you've heard it here. Just look it up. Look regional. You got to go to like page 200 of 205 or whatever it is. I am really sad to say I have gone on eBay multiple times and gone through every single page. 
of their scarcities just to see if I miss something. I'm with you. Um, I am. Uh, uh, I just got into eBay this year because obviously being home, same. I was trying to sell some stuff, so I was. I'm a huge toy collector. I've always collected toys my whole life, so I sold some like Funko Pops that got me a good amount of money. Um, but everything I, I sold on eBay, I turned around and just bought random things on eBay. So like now I sold stuff, but I just bought stuff back. I don't think I've bought anything Sky related though. It's mostly Star Wars stuff. That ain't bad. Yeah, like I got the Ewok uh, movies from the 1980s, which I've never oh seen God. before, believe it or not. It's a huge Star Wars nut. But uh, Can I tell you something wild here yeah, first? Yeah. Uh, sure. So I remember seeing the Ewok movies before I saw anything Star Wars as a kid. Well. So when I saw, uh, you know, the Ewoks show up in uh, was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah, Return of the Jedi. It blew my mind. Like, what are Ewoks doing in this Star Wars movie? Because, you know, I was a kid. My um, my brain was everywhere. Right. I was thinking about, like, Ninja Turtles and X-Men. And I couldn't keep track of what happened with Wicket and the Ewoks. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it blew my mind. And I thought about it all the time. I was like, there's this movie called Star Wars that the Ewoks are in. Isn't that amazing? So you and thought Prince, that the Ewoks were like their own thing. Yeah, and like Star Wars was some weird spinoff of Ewoks somehow. Uh, I, mean, I like that. I kind of I kind of uh, like that. Why? Like that's like the uh it's like kind of Avengersy, like, oh Captain America showed up in Iron Man. That's crazy. You're in your mind it was like, wow, the Ewoks are in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars <laughs> is really struggling. Getting this hot Ewok property on. I love that. That's so fun. That's, it's wild, and I've never told anyone but you in this moment because it's been like, oh, I'm so stupid. Such a shame I've just carried with me. Have you uh, watched the Ewok cartoon from 1985? I have not. I am very aware of its existence, but no. no it, I it's awesome. Remember. My daughter and I, every morning, um, I get up early with my daughter, and I give her the bottle before work, and um, we watch cartoons. So we just finished Thundercats, the complete run of Thundercats, and now we're going, to the, we're going to the Ewok cartoon, which I have seen before, and she clearly is not paying attention, so it's may, mainly me if you're watching it. But I told you this is going to tie back to my eBay story. Um, I've been buying original animation cells from the Ewok cartoon because no one wants them, believe it or not. They're very cheap. Like I bought a really nice, nice one for like 25 bucks. You would think that's a big collector's market, but it's not. Yeah. I, I actually remember listening to a Simpsons commentary years ago where they were like, Oh, we all took like the best animation cells thinking we'd make so much money on this years later. Yeah, no. And they're, they're basically worthless. Uh, <laughs> I, it's an it, we have it framed in my house. It's like a nice little piece of art. It's one of the the Ewok uh, warriors. It's really nice. I'll send you a picture. It's beautiful. I would appreciate that. I'm sure it is. Like I always think about that too. I see like animation cells from like Spider Man and his amazing friends. I'm like, oh my god! Like, don't Matthew. You've got enough with your ever amassing Scott collection and. Uh... You know, I collect like Marvel figures and statues and all that stuff too. Uh, as I posted, I post something like an hour ago. Now we're yeah, camping this episode. About, <laughs> like, I don't post enough about uh, comic books anymore. I, I don't. I saw you liked it. I was like, this yeah. is going to come up. I know it'll get mentioned one way or the other. Uh, I don't. I've just been so busy. I'm just like going through everybody else's stuff going on. I'm like, oh, that's great. Awesome. Good for them. It's like, I don't post anything anymore. I post about the show, and that's, I think, it. 
Are you uh, reading uh, Marvel? I've fallen off my Marvel. I only read Star Wars comics now. I haven't read Marvel in a while. Are you still reading Marvel? Uh, I read all the X-Men stuff. I am a giant X-Men nerd. My girlfriend got me this X-Men blanket for Christmas, uh, mostly because she was cold. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, just pretty much all the X-Men stuff. I still read Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, occasionally because I, I you gotta love Spider-Man. Oh, he's, he's my favorite uh, Marvel character, too. And, uh, like, yeah, no, there's just comic books. There's just so much. There was a, a point in time where every week I would go to the comic store and I think buy almost every single thing Marvel put out. And I don't know how I afforded it looking back. I um, uh, I reluctantly transitioned to comicsology. See, that's such a, a hard thing to, to break. I know I'm going to get there eventually. Uh, sure. It was. It's the same. I went through a weird phase where I was like, I'll never do digital music. Yep, same. Uh, Physical only. And then that transition just kind of happened. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, I got a new uh, car this year and there's no CD player. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm big on like digital Apple music and stuff too, but I was dumbfounded. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Because like, that's where I listen to a lot of the stuff I uh, end up reviewing. Sure. For the the nostalgic stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'd do without a CD player. I... I suppose we'd have to buy one uh, with a USB port. And there's there's just so so. much stuff I have on CD that's just not on streaming. Believe it, my favorite album of all time is uh, Cheer Up by Real Big Fish. All-time favorite album. Um, That's not on any streaming service. So I Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's on Spotify, actually. I believe it's on Spotify, but I'm an Apple Music guy, and it's not on Apple Music. That is absolutely wild to me. It's got to be something to do with, like, the covers on there, probably. They do some. Oh yeah, they got like New York, New York, and yeah. um, boss DJs on there. Yeah, that's it. It's like that's the blind song. That's, that's why. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that's why it's not on Apple Music, but or it's not even on iTunes. So I have to listen to that on CD in my wife's car. It's weird that they don't just take those songs off. Yeah, because I know like not a sky thing at all, and super random. But uh, there was a band called Dynamite Hack. In the '90s, who were famous for a "Boys in the Hood" cover, yeah, uh, and their albums on everything except for that "Boys in the Hood" cover, which is the only song worth listening to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of, do you know who does the? Is it the Berlin Project that does that cool version of "Jid and Juice"? Oh. <sighs> you ever heard the ska version? Of yeah, yes, Juice? yes. I ha- I think it is the Berlin Project, actually. Okay. Okay, because that was like in the early Nick Napster days. That would always come up in like Scott. Oh, like, oh, yeah. This is a great song. And I never knew who it was. And I just discovered the Berlin Project. The rest of their stuff doesn't sound like that, though. No, they were one of those bands that uh, if you actually like read forums and stuff from the 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s, there is such a big division because they were like Berlin Project or a bunch of sellouts. They wouldn't like. <laughs> pop in the 2000s and others are like the berlin project before this was not the real berlin project and it's like oh boy their first album uh i almost did pay 80 dollars for uh once upon a time does it sound like that cover because that's one of my all-time favorite i believe it's on that one it's called run for the border uh is the name of the album god you're gonna make me pay eighty dollars for this album i'll split it with you (laughs) (laughs) all right you'll get it uh january through june and then you send it to me for july it's not on apple music i just checked they do oh no it's not it's not there's there's a single copy on sale right now 
on Amazon for $74.95. Uh, so if anyone listening loves uh, Hawk the Sky and Backyard Superheroes, uh, co-gifts. Co- <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm pretty sure it's that. I'm trying to... Uh... Wow. Anyway, that cover is terrific. I like that cover a lot. You know what's another good song? And I know I know you're going to know this band. We're just geeking out right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the Loose Nuts. Yeah. So, that band is so much. The song hey. Wishing from American Pie sound. Okay. So yeah, it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's such a good song. It blew my mind. Uh, like I, it's something I knew that they were on that soundtrack years ago and it just got lost to time. And uh, their album is one of the ones I got this year. Like I've gotten a, a stupid amount. Gary, if you only saw my like pile of Scott, that's literally just floor. literally just on my bedroom floor because I have nowhere else to put it right now. Uh, yeah. Like that's my goal for January is to get all this cleaned up, organized. Um, yeah, I was like a oh, loose nuts. Like I, I know that name for some reason, and yeah, it was the American Pie soundtrack. God help our fans. I think the name. Of- so another one I have on CD that's not streaming anywhere that I can't give up. Is the, it's such a terrible album cover. I think it's one of the worst album covers I've ever seen. Uh, um, spoiler alert, it's not that good of an album. <laughs> like that, oh, that, oh. that song is great. I think Wishing's a great song, but otherwise it's not that good. Uh, that's like 90, I'd say 5% <laughs> of forgotten 90 ska band. There's a reason they've been forgotten. They might that's have... That's the best stuff. That's what I want to find. That's the hunt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got so much. I've got so much. Gary, as I've, I'm sure I've told you before, and anyone listening to this, if I ever post anything of interest, just shoot me a message. I will send it out. Me like you sent me some other stuff. So. Most of it. Uh, I I know I have. The only two I remember is Scab of the Hut and that 8-Ounce Joe, I think was their name. Yeah, you sent me um, Blinking Underdogs also. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I've been trying to find that for a while. I, I'm obviously as a huge Star Wars fan and hearing Oscar Isaac was that was a big thing when Force Awakens came out. If you remember, everyone's like Oscar Isaac was in a ska band. I'm like, well, this is this is the Venn diagram of my life right here. Yeah. And now he's playing Moon Knight. Uh, and Solid Snake. They just announced that yesterday. Yeah, that's wild to me. But OK, I'll take yeah. it. He's not who I would think for that role, but I'm in. Like I like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, no, I'm great. I'm down. I'm down. He even played Apocalypse in in uh, an X Men. Yeah, your thoughts on that one? I want to hear what you think about that movie. Oh, the X Men Apocalypse movie. Uh, it it's a mess. It was. It had some cool stuff in it. Like I, yeah. I don't want to nerd out too much about like. Finer points. So like Psylocke is a point of of contention sure, to me sure. if you're you know for those unfamiliar with Psylocke she has one of the most confusing character histories ever uh she's a, a white Caucasian British lady sister to Captain Britain who got mind swiped with an Asian assassin ninja and that's who everyone remembers is that body switched version mm-hmm. uh so the nerd in me was like well if it was really Psylocke she should be played by a, a, a Caucasian lady and <laughs> Not have ninja powers, but Whatever. I guess it could have happened somewhere in universe, and they just don't talk about it because that's how life is. Uh, so there's that, and like I love the character choices. I hate my problem with all of those movies are it's become so like Mystique focused, mm-hmm. and I've never thought Mystique was like portrayed well in any of the X Men movies. 
I thought I thought First Class had a de- decent. Uh, I mean, she was, probably wasn't comic accurate, but I thought I liked the character. In that it movie. was one of the better portrayals of her. I like that's the thing. I don't dislike her in the films themselves. It's just like all of the X Men. They're not about the X Men. It's about a specific character always, and I guess that's. Well, no, I can't even say it's the nature of like team up movies because you look at something like Avengers Endgame or uh, Infinity War, and that was very much uh, an ensemble cast film. Sure. Or, I mean, you have Star like Wars a, movies, but it's like, like an Iron Man that sticks out a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, but like all the X Men movies were originally, it felt like Wolverine and friends. Uh just stuff was happening around him to other people. Didn't it feel, and I'm a big X-Men fan too, but didn't it feel like that, like after like the nineties relaunch of the comic, the whole series just became Wolverine and friends. I mean, there's literally a show called Wolverine and the X-Men, which is not a bad show, but there is. Oh no, it's awesome. I, I hated it. I actually remember bitching about that very show's title when it was announced. And then mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this isn't really Wolverine focused at all. Right. He's just kind of, again, that narrative thread that's tying everything together. Uh, but for a little bit, yeah, it was definitely Wolverine and Friends. And I think it's actually shifted more towards uh, Cyclops in like the past decade, which is weird. I've always loved Cyclops. He's my favorite X, like core X-Men character. I'm not yeah. going to get super nerdy into like all the million teams. Like New Mutants is my favorite comic book of all time. Uh, oh, what do you think of the movie? Uh, I like hated it. I <laughs> really like some aspects I thought were extremely well done. Other stuff was clearly like the, the amount of meddling that went into that movie. It's okay. hard to tell what the original intent versus finished product was, but I could tell that there was a lot of love put in that yeah, movie. I don't like, think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. I actually enjoyed it. Like I actually went to the a theater to see that and was like, this isn't bad. This is worth me risking my life. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. I don't think it was terrible. Like I said, I've, uh, I did buy a ticket to go to the theaters and then I kind of chickened out. Uh, but I, I watched it when it, it came to streaming like day of, I got home from work. I worked night shifts. Uh, so, you know, I got home at like six in the morning and then watched this new mutants movie and then went to bed and woke up and watched it a second time. Just like, yeah, all right. There's, you know, there's some character stuff that bugged me. Uh, like Danny Moonstar. It's one of my, is actually my favorite comic book character of all time. Really? Uh, so to see her was really cool. I wasn't crazy about her powers, but like if I were to write a new mutants movie, that's probably what I would have done is just use her, her fear-based stuff. Oh, spoiler, big movie spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, beans. I don't think people are going to be upset if you spoil new mutants. <laughs> yeah. On this ska theme podcast. We uh, talked about ska for three minutes and ten. For three seconds. minutes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, one more X Men thing because I'm nerding out with you about this. I really enjoy it. I just bought on Amazon. They have the Tiger Electronics like handheld games. Yeah. Um, the X Men one, I guess the re. It's obviously not the original one, but the X Men one was on sale for ten dollars on Cyber Monday, and I bought it. I think it's still ten dollars. So check it out if you don't have it. Uh, as I say, my good friend Azim actually bought it for me and i got it today and, <laughs> and i was so, like i was like i don't know what this is and the address was to matt ska which I, <laughs> that's so funny I, thought it was, it I actually had it in uh okay. my childhood so i i haven't played it yet i 
got the package like 10 minutes before this. So, uh, um, I was, yeah, very confused one by the box. I just thought it was something I'd ordered for Christmas. And I was like, Matt Scott, what? Uh, actual name so yeah that's not me <laughs> and i was like oh it's got to be somebody uh you know people ask to send me stuff all the time and i'm always very begrudging about it it's like maybe somebody bought me a gift how nice and i was like oh it's it's my friend azim uh <laughs> you want to hear a weird weird gift story and then we can talk about whatever else but this is a weird story yeah. and i need to just talk about it so i play ping pong like a lot i used to play competitively and i still play i have a table at my house um, so like a couple, maybe about a month ago, a ping pong table showed up to my house from Amazon. I already have one, so I didn't order it for myself. It was addressed to me, had my name and everything on it. Um, there was no like a name on it, who it was from. And I asked my wife, she's like, no, I didn't, why would I buy you a ping pong table? We already have one and it already takes up too much room in our house. And I asked all my friends, my family, coworkers, I'm like, did anyone send me a ping pong table? And it's a really nice, expensive one. No one would. No one told me if they did or not. So I called Amazon and they wouldn't tell me who it came from. All they would tell me is that this was for you. And so now I have a mysterious like hundreds of dollars ping pong table that I don't know where it came from. And it's so weird. That's wild. Yeah. And like it's not a mischief because what's the odds that like something gets mischief that I'd be really into? Like everyone knows it's kind of one of those things like, oh, Gary plays ping pong a lot. So obviously like. That'd be a really, that's like if you got like a misship Ska CD that wasn't supposed to go to you, it'd be really coincidental. Yeah. That's. No one wants to, if anyone's listening and you sent me a ping pong table, please let me know. I'd like to say thank no, you. This just, this just opens the door to people being like, it was me. Yeah. Uh, I guess you're right. And you know I, what? I'll believe you if you say it was you. Sure. I don't yeah, know how sure. you got my name. I don't know how you got my address and phone number, but sure. First person who owns up to it sent the <laughs> ping pong table. You get a, you get some free backyard superheroes swag. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Who I can imagine spending that kind of money on like something someone liked but didn't need and not owning up to it, or at least being like coyly like maybe I did. <laughs> uh, really weird. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> it's wild. I wish stuff like that happened to me. You say people send you stuff all I get, the time. Like, I, do, I get random like stickers and patches and stuff, and it's awesome. I love all of it, and I feel bad and go on like their band camp or something and order yeah. a shirt or overpay for a single song. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I did this year. I went crazy with buying band T-shirts. I want to support a lot of the bands that I like. Oh, I bought so I have so many black T-shirts of, of ska bands from around the country that I can't, I can't like. I switched my job. My old job, I used to be able to wear t-shirts. This new job, I can't. So I have just so many t-shirts that I, I can wear on like the weekends. I, I bought so many t-shirts, Gary, that I don't think I've worn even half of them yet. Uh, I just like, yeah, they're just sitting in a pile. And I started showing them off on like Instagram a couple months ago, and it was just too much. I was like, I'm not even a third, a quarter of the way through any of this stuff. And I just can't anymore. And everyone back to it. And I've gotten more since then. Uh, like Bandcamp Friday. I love it that they're doing stuff like that, but I always spend too much money. Absolutely. Every single Friday. I'm like, how many people can I support? Who has stuff out? This, this Bandcamp Friday was just yesterday as of our recording. was the last one of the year. And it's the first time. I don't think I bought anything. I, uh, so I love the band, the prize fighters and bless Hell them. Yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah, every single Bandcamp Friday, they've put out something. Uh, they just did their 
live recordings of their follow my sound album. Uh, and I picked that up. They said there'd be a cassette. There was no cassette. I was so upset. I got really into cassette collecting. Uh, if you follow the talk to Scott Instagram, people will know, but that's only like the tip of the iceberg. And uh, yeah, I got really excited about that, but they released the early recordings last time. They did the uh, Mandalorian theme, I think, for the first one. Yes, I, I got that. That's awesome. So awesome. So great. Uh, but yeah, they've been there every every single one, which good on them uh, for just having that stuff ready to go. And kind of. I'm sure they would have done the the anniversary recording regardless. This is a free prize fighters plug. Uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, if it was Bandcamp Friday or not, it just the anniversary worked out perfectly. I think the most absurd Ska-related thing that I got all year, um, and I don't think anybody else in the world might have this. So you said you collected cassettes. I collect 8-tracks. So I'm a big 8-track. I have an 8-track player. My favorite band is Kiss. My favorite non-Ska band is Kiss. So I, I like wanted to get all their albums on 8-track, so I got it because I'm a weird Kiss collector too. Um, so Chris Malone from The Pandemics is a good friend of mine, and he was like selling a bunch of stuff, and he goes, hey, anyone want... I have Real Big Fish, Turn the Radio Off, and No Doubt, Tragic Kingdom on a track from when I worked at a radio station. Does anyone want those? So, of course, I had to get them because that is the most random cool thing you could possibly have. I didn't even know those existed. Uh, I don't I, know why they exist. Maybe I, I don't know how radio worked in the 90s. Maybe some stations played things on a track. I don't know. Are they the full album? Um, I don't think, I think it's just the singles from the album. Like I've listened to it. So the no doubt one has spider webs. That's about as far as I got. It might be like sell out and beer and like spider webs and just a girl. Maybe. I, yeah. It's like, I've, I only remember, uh, eight tracks from my very, very early youth. Uh, my dad's car had an eight track player in it and he had a small eight track collection. And that was it. And uh, then it was all cassettes and CDs. And now, as you said, nothing. Uh, pretty awesome to have that stuff on 8-Track. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. That's that. wild. I remember looking up 8-Tracks on uh, Discogs yeah, yeah. years ago. Just like, how many Scott 8-Tracks were there? And there was like One Step Beyond and uh, The Specials. I could see that. Yeah, totally. I mean, that, that makes sense from that time period. Yeah, like the only ones I remember popping up. I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool. To own that but also like that just means i'm gonna end up buying an eight track player i have a little i don't have like a big one i have like a little portable one it sounds like garbage but i think eight tracks in general just sound like garbage yeah um i actually want to put a back of superheroes album on an eight track i don't think you can i don't know how you would even make an eight track anymore but like then we like we have the number one album on eight track in the world why not get, get i remember cheap, cheap trick did that a while ago they uh we we talked about yeah, I think we, we talked about, that talked last, about time. last time because <laughs> I I think about it. Uh, so I'll say I anytime Kiss comes up, you go, oh my friend Gary from Backyard Superheroes loves Kiss, and yeah. people's like, I don't know what any of that means other than Kiss. <laughs> like, that's a shame. Uh, a lot of words in that sentence. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of strange words run together. Uh, I remember Jump Up Records actually put out an eight track for. Uh, uh, what's his name? Andy Bestford, I want to say. Did they really? Uh, yeah, for his Harder They Come album. And I regret not buying it, because I think he only made like five of them. Sure, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I think it was their Black Friday two years ago. Because last year they did the uh, pick it up on VHS. Yeah, I regret not which, getting that either. I don't have a which, VHS player anymore, but that would have been cool. Oh, yeah, I, I bought it. Uh, like, I love Jump Up. I still try not to talk about them as much as I want to. Because I feel like <laughs> I'm just a shill. Uh, an unpaid... <laughs> They do, they do some really great stuff. Yeah, I love love them. Love Chuck. Uh, but yeah, they did an 8-track. And I think they actually made that claim, which you just joked about, the number one 8-track sale in the world. Uh, Who's going to say it's wrong? I mean, it's got to be right. Oh, yeah, no, but I don't know. Probably some, like, Uruguay is producing 8-tracks. Or... <laughs> it's just weird. Like, it's weird how, yeah, I guess how music is distributed around the world. Um a random backyard superheroes fact: We had a pretty successful hit single in Germany. Really? Yeah, we didn't even know that. And I was look just googling the band one day because that's what you do when you're in a band. Everyone is in a band knows that they do that. Stop lying. You're like, let me see who's talking about my band. And uh, I googled us, and we had a uh, like a top 100 single in Germany. I'm like, how the hell did that what? happen? What song was it for? Not even like average guy off of Let's Get Dangerous. Not even like a single. Or a song we even play. So I don't know how that happened. It got in some rotation, probably on some radio station or playlist somewhere. I don't know what it, but I tell everybody about that. Don't worry. That's, oh yeah. I would <laughs> definitely, like, that should just be your, your byline. That you know, and um, right now I'm really into Mario Tennis on the Switch. So right now I'm ranked 3000th in the world. So don't worry. <laughs> oh, on moving on up straight to the top. <laughs> yeah. So I tell everybody that. That's not like 9 billion people, so that's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I assume all 9 billion play that game, so that's not obviously. bad. <laughs> like, they can't just give that to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my uh, frame. I'm 3,000th in the world in Mario Tennis, and uh, we had a top 100 single probably for like a day in Germany. I think I've made it. You know, I've made it as a, as a human. It's, uh, yeah. Well, don't talk like that, because what's left after that point? Well, as a band, uh, we, we always joke about this. We just we had a couple songs in a video game this year, like an indie game um, that's on like Switch and Xbox. Oh, and yeah. Xbox. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty fun game. It's called Super Toy Cars 2. Um, I didn't know there was a first one, but it's like a Mario Kart ripoff, but it plays really well, and we have a couple songs in it. So really, just to, to complete our Ska Bingo card, we just need to be in a movie. And then I think we're done. All right, let's start a Kickstarter for uh, Basketball 2. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised, honestly, there hasn't been like a direct-to-video Basketball 2. It just seems like an obvious thing to do. It does. I was talking about that movie yesterday. Uh, I don't like that. I don't actually like that movie. Oh, I. it's not good, but I love it. It's so stupid. Uh, freaking Basketball. You know, if you're going to rank the 90s movies featuring ska bands, it's got to go. This might sound controversial. I'm going to say 10 Things I Hate About You is the best, then Clueless, and then Basketball. Oh, see, I would go Clueless. Because Clueless incorporated the Bostones the most. They had story. Dickie Barrett got Cher's life on track. Yeah, I, I guess you could look at it that I mean, St. Ferris was at the prom in 10 Things I Hate About You. That's like the yeah. climax of the movie. Yeah, but they didn't do anything. Dickie Barrett actually had a speaking role in that movie. Yeah, It, it wasn't just... A band in the background, like Real Big Fish, is just kind of present in basketball. Yeah. Same thing, say Ferris. Uh, I actually forgot that whole element, and for some reason, whenever I'm out of town, Clueless is always on TV. 
wherever I go, I turn the TV on and Clueless is playing. And uh, the last time I went out to San Francisco for a ska show of all things, uh, <laughs> I turn on the TV in the hotel and that scene is on. And I was like, all right. Oh, yeah, that scene is uh, great. Like, the movie is great. I'm, just, oh, yeah, this is, I'm a little more partial to 10 Things I Hate I think, about I think, Yeah, 10 Things about, I Hate About You is probably the best movie out of those three. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Not the, not the ska band performance, the uh, best uh, actual movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. God, 10 Things I Hate About You is Alex Mack in it, and she is a fox. <laughs> I heard Larissa Olenek, that's her name. But, yeah, it's like, I don't think her name's Alex Mack. <laughs> Well, you know who I'm talking about. When yeah, I no, I do. That. Yes, I do. Absolutely. I grew up in the Styles. 90s. That's a height of Julia Stiles. The cast in that movie is crazy. Like he, That's Heath Ledger's first movie, and he's so good in it. It is. Uh, he's phenomenal. That whole movie. It made me read Taming of the Shrew. Uh, like, want to read it. Yeah. So it's got that going for it. Clueless never made me read no books. Uh, is Clueless based on a... <laughs> It might also be based on a Shakespeare story. That it probably kind of is. That was, yeah, that was the 90s in general. Uh, you got Lion King, 10 Thing I Hate About You. Uh, like I guess Romeo and Juliet, if you want to be real on the nose. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty obvious. I'm going to look it up right, right. now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Clueless is based on some sort of um, Shakespeare. I could be complete. Oh, no, it's based on the Jane Austen book, Emma. Oh, yeah. You know what's weird about Clueless? She dates a brother. It's weird. She does date her brother. That's... <laughs> you know what else is weird? Paul Rudd is a Time Lord. Uh, oh, that, that's yeah, Paul Rudd's the best, like, though, isn't he? He is. He's so good. I love, um, I'm a huge fan of the Halloween movies, and he's in Halloween 6. That was his first movie, and it's a great movie. Oh, was that before his Nintendo commercial? It might have been. No, I think that was after. No, it was probably after. Now oh, that Nintendo commercial. Oh, Paul Rudd. Now that we've we've taken up forty minutes of forty, today. <laughs> yeah, that's I was gonna say before we start talking about ska movies, uh, not ska movies, but hey, I love the ska movie, man. I watched that Pick It Up documentary. Yeah, I put it in the background constantly. Yes, I, I uh, am. I haven't yet, but I told my my girlfriend that she is gonna watch it. She's very uh, unknowledgeable about ska still. Mm. Which is wild. And she's dating you? That's crazy. She's dating me. She knows it's a thing that exists, and I have too much of it. Your but last that's... name is literally Ska. Yeah, I know. Maddie, Maddie Ska. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, but My yeah. wife came to the premiere with me. We went to the we went to the Jersey premiere. I wanted to go to the... They had one in Brooklyn where Scott Coffinson was playing. That, I yeah. wanted to go so bad, but I had something going on that day. Because that... Scott's... I mean, Scott's the greatest person ever. So. Yes. Yes. I would have gone to that. I love his uh, his Twitch stuff that he's doing. I try and catch him as much as I can. He has so. Twitch stuff? Gary, I'm so out of the loop on things. Uh, oh, he, yeah. He streams on Twitch. That's where he did the uh, the average average guy cover. Average man cover. Not cover, uh, but... It's his song, not, I guess. It's his song, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's so uh the the last interview I did, I don't know if you listened to or not, was with the, the Goodwin Club. Uh yes, you know, yeah, Jesse Wilder was in the scholars with Scott and Yeah, yeah. Uh I never knew this, but I was trying to do research and it was so hard not to geek out on that episode. Uh I legitimately got lost several times just listening to them. But to just be like, Scott, you wrote everything or just Scott, god damn it. Jesse, you wrote everything sucks with Scott. What was that about? Uh just like Did he really? He did. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't know that either until I was looking up some of his music credits to make sure I had them all in check. And like, no, much as he kind of affirmed, he's like, I was in every 90s ska band, basically. Yeah. I was like, I love the 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 scholars, though, man. They're great. The scholars so good. You need to. Did you get that record? No, it's still sitting in my cart. I probably should. I I don't know what I'm thinking. I mean, I have it like digital, but I need the vinyl. Gary, Merry Christmas. I'm getting you that record. (laughs) I have your address. I think it's, it's, on, it's on Toxic Toast. Yeah. Yeah, they do some cool stuff. I got you, bud. Oh, thanks, uh, honey. Uh, I'll send yeah. you a ping pong table. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I want that to be a thing. So everyone send random ping pong tables. <laughs> They're not cheap. <laughs> Loved ones. It's, yeah, we're going to bring it back. Yeah, don't Make, write letters anymore. Just send random ping pong tables. Ping pong tables. <laughs> With, I started uh, writing a lot of letters this year. Yeah, I I never know what to write. Uh, and I just I ramble in my writing. Did I write you a note or anything when I sent you those stickers? I need to send you pins, by the way, too. I don't think uh, there was a note, but... Um, I, I wrote on the back of a lot of stickers, and most people didn't even notice. Uh, I know you said you actually stuck yours on things. Yeah, it's on my work <laughs> laptop, and people are like, what's that kind of you know, loud mouth thing that says, talk to Scott. What's Scott? Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh geez. That's, uh, that's become such a common question at my workplace that I started to roll my eyes. Uh, like I will, I will never get tired of talking about Scott, but trying to explain it in a concise way that will make people totally knowledgeable care. Uh, what is your what is your go to mainstream band to compare them to compare it to, to like to give reference? I usually ask about No Doubt. Like, do you remember yeah, Nine? No, no Doubt, doubt? Right? Yeah. like the spider webs, like that, <laughs> but also not. It's, You're sublime, like that. Yeah. It's like that, like, yeah, like that, but better. Um, sorry, shots fired on Sublime. It's never the biggest fan. Uh, I played in a Sublime cover band. I'm not a huge Sublime fan right. either, but I played in a Sublime cover band uh, in my early 20s. I played bass. Like, really really dug Wrong Way, and that was about it. I uh, love Sublime covers, though, actually, so I probably would have dug your band. Well, no, like we just it, did straight. We just played exactly like them, so I don't think oh. anything special. <laughs> all right. Well, then I don't. I take it all back. Sometimes, as a musician, you got to just play in a cover band because you that's gotta, what people like sometimes. That is what uh, pays the bills. And now, back at Superheroes, we don't really do a lot of covers. I am very selective about what covers I want the band to do. Like, I, we have a hard and fast rule that I'll never play a ska cover. Because it will sound the same, and what's the point? Like, I'm not going to cover beer because it's going to sound like beer. Why would we do that? You know, I feel like cover songs in general uh, say a lot about the band playing them because there's kind of two two styles of covers. There's the one that's, you know, paying reverence to their inspirations and whatnot. And then there's just like, oh, this would be a crazy song to cover. Uh, Like, half of the Real Big Fish covers that were their secret tracks, I feel. Oh, I mean, they do. They do covers, and they they make the song their own. You know, they do. Um, Except for the promise. The promise sounds the most like an actual version of that song of any real big fish song. But no, it's a great cover. The the Uh, one go to cover back backyards played at every one of our shows is "Knowledge" by Operation Ivy. Which again, okay, that's an obvious one. But what's cool is 
anytime we play with Big D in the kids table, Dave McWain will sing that song with us. So that's a that's a good reason to keep playing it. That's a yeah, no, that's a good get. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. He's always like, yeah, I'll sing whatever you want with us. Well, we play knowledge. You know that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. They had that. They had that covers album come out. This was it. This year, this year seriously was like a hundred years long. I don't. They did. They. I don't. I haven't listened I to it a lot, but they did. I know they did a Boston song on there. I think they did a Boston song. I think so. They had Rancid. They did some. I think they did two Op Ivy songs. Yeah, I haven't listened to it a lot. There was a uh, Hepcat. They do good covers too. They're uh, Earthquake and Fire. Oh, that's a rad song. Cover is like fantastic. Uh, They're supposed to be working on a new album, I believe. I think so. I really want a new Doped Up Dolly's album. I, I uh, love that first like, Doped Up Dolly's album. It's so great. good. So good. It was. It's weird to think the last Big D album was like 2013. Last proper one. They were pretty prolific for a while. They put out a lot of albums in a short amount of time. And then you're right. Yeah. I don't think they've done anything since. Yeah. It's, and, but we're getting a lot of new like mainstream stuff. The new Goldfinger just came out. I was it listening did. to that on my run today. It's pretty solid. I dig it. It's, I don't know how I feel about it. I listened when, when this got pushed back. I was like, I'm going to listen to that new Goldfinger. And it's it's all right. Uh, it sounds like a John Feldman album. I mean, there's a very distinct sound to his records now. Yes, it does. Uh, I don't. I saw a lot of early posts saying it was better than their, their last one. But I think the knife surprised me more because i didn't expect that much ska on it and this time around it's like 90 percent ska songs um i, I like the ska stuff because i like matt appleton a lot i think he does really good horn stuff and yeah he, i think he plays every horn on that album i believe so he's very good yeah the horns my, are great yeah yeah I, I mean my my ska album of the year was the inevitable i think that's my favorite album of the year i love that album i still haven't gotten around to listening to that I know that's terrible to say. I was going to ask you about that. What's your pick of the year? Uh, and I need that to. Or the, it's either that or the Something to Do record. Those are my two favorite records that came out this year. I haven't gotten around to listening to that either. It's sitting right in front of me. I uh, <laughs> did the physical order because like, those guys are basically from my backyard. Uh, yeah. If you know the, All of Wisconsin is my backyard. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I need to get around to listening to that too. I thought like their last record was such a like underappreciated hit. I remember that came out the same day as like the Boss Towns and Interrupters. It did, yeah. And, it was a great uh, day because three great at, albums, but they got at, kind of lost in the shuffle. Like at the time, I I liked it more than either of those. And Boss Towns grew on me as the Boss Towns do. Um, and this this has gone fifty minutes, and we have not once mentioned your charity compilation. Uh, that was the whole catalyst. <laughs> oh boy well yeah um something to do is on it so i guess that's a good transition <laughs> uh yeah they are on it along with fellow uh, wisconsinites for Esper morning so. i literally yeah i just asked every band that i like um to be on this and it i'm not gonna tell you who but only one band said no oh you can t- will you tell me who in secret i'll tell you i'll tell you offline. okay yeah i i got a lot of gc uh, like sworn to secret secrets over the past few years so you know i'm um, good for it yeah uh, but so i guess I'll, I'll can i plug that album for a bit oh absolutely that was again whole whole point i honestly thought we'd be talking about bands on this album mostly and uh <laughs> we could do that too if you want. we have <laughs> we got we got to something to do so and backyard superheroes of course uh <laughs> yeah so it's it's um we i'm a a big 
as I said earlier, toy collector, uh, I, I share this now. I never shared where I worked before, but for 15 years, I worked at Toys R Us. I started there in high school and kind of worked my way up to a corporate job. So toys were are always been a big part of my life. I don't work there anymore, clearly, because they're closed, but um, been a big part of my life. So I, I got involved with Toys for Tots uh, when I was at Toys R Us. And then when I was at Backyard, I said, you know, this is a great platform for us to do something. You know, we're all about, you know, being having fun, kind of a Saturday morning ska band equates to toys to me. So every year, I think, except for maybe our first year, we've done some sort of charity show um, or release for Toys for Tots. Um, and we've worked really closely with them. And this year specifically, they are really, really struggling as a lot of organizations are. But since there's not a lot of retail spaces open or people just aren't spending money or donating as much anymore, they um, they really need donations. And if you don't know what Toys for Tots, they're a great organization who um, collect toys and collect money to um, donate to people who are unable to provide kind of that memorable Christmas or holiday experience. So that's their whole MO. Um, so I was like, oh, let me, let's me let put a compilation together. Backyard was already working on a Christmas song. Um, so I pretty much got like about 30 of my favorite bands to, to do a compilation. And a lot of bands are doing Christmas songs. Not everyone's a Christmas or holiday song. Um, and a lot of bands did new recordings just for this album, which I was like, holy cow, that's awesome. Like Half Past Two is probably my favorite band right now. And Tara's like, yeah, we'll just do a brand new song for the, the album. So they went out of their way to do that. And I was like, wow, I'm honored that you guys did that. That's amazing. I was going to ask that if it's uh, new stuff, collected stuff. It's, yeah, it's, like, kind like, of a, it's kind of a mix. Um, some bands did some new stuff. Some bands, you know, gave me some, uh, some B-sides, some live stuff, some holiday some non-holiday so it's a good mix but the the lineup is crazy i'm so stoked about it yeah this lineup is incredible uh when you sent it to me i was just like yes yes please yeah thank you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh there's only a single band that i'm not super familiar with or i think i haven't played over the three years of the show and that's uh i'm gonna say their name wrong probably the schwam yeah they're a, a jersey band they're a Jersey like, ska kind of funk band we've played a lot I, with. I don't know I, if they have a lot of stuff out. I know the name. I know I've seen it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I need to check that out, which like half my phone is screenshots of bands people talk about <laughs> that I never get around to to checking out. Uh, but I, I know they're one of them. Otherwise, can I just go through the list real quick? Sure, yeah. Get, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Backyard Superheroes, obviously. Uh, half Past Two, which you just mentioned. Love them. Wonderful, kind people. Uh, Millington, Bite Me Bambi, Cat Bite, Taj Motel Trio, Up Fucks, uh, Joker's Republic, Madeline, The New Normal Collective, Four Western Morning, Something to Do, Threat Level Burgundy, P-Funk North, Joystick, The Skluts, 13 Towers, Hooray for Our Side, The Readjusters, The Schwam, and The Pandemics. There's some more. Uh, oh, there's even more? Oh, yeah, and a few more non-ska bands. The few non-ska bands, but a couple ska bands we did uh we did add as well just recently that I didn't include on my original um, list there. Um, so uh, Four Aspirin Morning, I, I don't know if you said them or not. Um, Llama Tsunami from Connecticut. Okay. Uh, the Guilty Parties and the Readjusters, I think, are both from California. Yes, they are. Um, Joystick, I don't know if you mentioned that. Joystick's on there, yeah. Um, Loser, Chris Scrooge. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that video he put out. He he wrote he has an original Christmas song for this album. Yeah, but did That's you just exciting. real real quick? Did you see the video he put out for? Oh, his, it's, uh, it's phenomenal! It's so good. 
uh, but he just reached out to like one day I just had an email from him in my email and I'm like, wow, okay. I didn't, I never talked to him before. I had an email from him. He goes, Hey, I wrote a new Christmas song for your comp. Here you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, um, was excited about that. Fifties kitchen. Have you heard them yet? I have actually, uh, that reminds me, they are on my list of things to play mm-hmm. uh, that I have not played yet. Yeah. They're super fun. Anton is a friend of mine. He's a trombone player. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, yeah, that's the lineup, and it, it's a couple non-ska bands on there too. But it's super, it's super stacked. Like it, this would be a comp that I'd be really stoked for. This would be the best show I've ever been to, or the best comp I've ever heard. So, like I said, I, that's all my favorite bands. I asked one other band to do it, and they said no um, for good reason. But otherwise, it's really cool. It's yeah, like I said, the lineup's phenomenal. Uh, I there's, I mean, like you, I would never say a band's bad, uh, but this is rock solid i mean some of these like millington released one of my favorite albums this year uh i listen to that ep all the time bite me bambi just keeps toying I love that band they i need want, to, I want them need, to put out an album so they bad. need to they need to let the speculation i begin. think they, they just announced they're doing an ep actually well they've, they've put out enough songs for it they have um i i discovered this when looking for, uh, I wanted to play Hot Lava. I remember when they did their debut show, I asked them if I could play the live recording of that, and they said, yeah, and they sent me over a file for it. Uh, but they did a, a studio version, and there's actually English, and I think Japanese. Yep, yep. Uh, language tracks, which was wild to me. Uh, and just super, super awesome to hear. Um, but, uh, I yeah. saw them, I was in Disney, or I, was, I, I was in a oh. work meeting last year, and I, around Halloween, and I was in Disney. I, I kind of planned it this way. They were playing with um, the Maxis and Real Big Fish on Halloween or the day before Halloween. I'm like, oh, this is a great show. And they were awesome. I was so happy to see them. And um, so I asked them if they wanted to be on the comp. And Brian Mashburn, right, he was communicating with me back and forth. And then I literally had an email from him, my email from Brian Mashburn from Save Ferris. And I was like, oh, this is so. And he's like, congrats on being a new dad. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, that's the thing. We talked about it. with the Goodwin club, but like the Scott community in general is so nice. Yep. And there's so many people I never thought I would talk to or like give me the time of day, even though I, I don't know why that's just me. Uh, that I now talk to you on like a regular basis and it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with the, the really fish guys. That's my favorite band. I've seen them 40 plus sign. And every time I see them, they know me and they talk to us like, even like, you know, less than Jake is really cool with the backyard guys. So it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's wild to think about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this album is really cool. I'm really stoked for it. It's, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Like Taj Motel Trio, I think it's probably one of the longest active fans mm-hmm. on this. And it just, the fact they're still going, I get, I don't want to say giddy, but I get giddy every time I see their name pop up. They're great, aren't they? Uh, they are. They're so good. I've been trying very hard to find a, a actual physical copy of their first album, which I'm not sure exists on anything other than CDR. That's the one with Darth Vader on the cover. Probably the kid. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's uh, a great album. Uh, like it's available digitally everywhere, but it's like, I need, I need, don't want to need a physical copy. Uh, New normal collective. It's one of those. Great, like they're gonna be prolific because I said that I think they're working on their second and third albums already, yeah. uh, which is crazy to like see that email. Like, thanks for uh pre ordering our record, our second and third albums are on the way. <laughs> like, geez, 
Uh, that's how the, the Inevitables are doing the same thing. I think that they're working on their second they, Yeah, they released an uh, EP already. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's wild. Uh, Madeline, I love Madeline so much. They're great. Uh, Joker's Republic, of course. Austin's super nice guy. Those are our li- that's we call them our little brother band here in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah, Threat Little Burgundy. Uh, their album was really good this year. Joystick, like you said, they're super nice guys too. Everybody was super super nice and accommodating. Like I, I I'm like a little awkward sometimes. I'm like I don't want to know if I want to reach out to people, and everyone's like, "Hey, that's awesome! We'll record a new song." I'm like, whoa, that's okay. that's me, man. Uh, that's one of the reasons I didn't do a lot of interviews for so long. It's like, I don't want to bother people or ask for things. And, and like, everybody's always super into it. And now I got people filling up my inbox with requests. <laughs> and I was like, not till I get to Gary. Ooh, uh, I got top priority. All right. Uh, if you want to spend an hour talking about sorry. video games, yeah, it's if fine. you want to, Oh, we didn't even talk about the video games. And man, X-Men what? Legends is one of my favorite. Oh, games. Dude, like that game? dude, no, I love that game. Right, dude, it's awesome. I had, like, again, I have dumb nerd issues uh, revolved around their their POV character, Magma, but that's that takes nothing away from that game. Such a good game. But, uh, yeah, this charity compilation, let's stay on track, Gary, <laughs> for once. Uh, we didn't do a proper intro. We didn't. <laughs> Wait, I thought this whole thing was the intro. Oh, yeah, that's right. Welcome to Dr. Scott, everybody. I'm here with Gary from the Backyard Superheroes. Uh, (laughs) uh, Longest intro ever. Get Guinness on the phone. Yeah. Uh, Shortest interview. Um, No, so it comes out the 18th, correct? Yeah, the 18th. We're doing it on Bandcamp um, so we can collect money for it. I haven't announced the price yet. I think I'm going to do like $5 donation and then, you know, more if you want. I want to keep it low. I'm, I was a big fan of all those comps when I was a kid and got them for real cheap with a lot of bands. So um, we'll do it that way. And uh, really excited for it. I, we, I just got the artwork today, like right before I jumped Ooh. on here. It was finalized by a friend of mine named Kat who does all the Backyards artwork. So excited for that. We just finalized the Backyard Superheroes single, I think last night. Becky finished up her part, and that is getting mixed today, and we'll be releasing it in the next week, kind of to lead into that. So it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, the, it- um, so we wrote, a, we wrote a Christmas song back in August. Uh, the song's called Quarantine Christmas, so you can kind of tell where it's going with that. And we didn't record it until like two weeks ago. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that's 2020. I mean, it's, it's been it's been tough to get things done. I know, like some bands are really prolific. Like I'm like half past two puts out a new release like every month. We're not. We haven't been able to do that. Um, you know, people are just in different places, and we've got some stuff going on. So I wish we could have capitalized a little bit more on on the year and and that. But uh, it stinks. We ha- we have a full length album written, ready to go. Like we were going to record it this year and release it. And it's the best stuff we've ever done. And I'm pretty bummed that we didn't get to it. Hey, I think I said on my last proper podcast, like save some stuff for 2021. Yeah. Uh, this this year is just ridiculous. I can't even begin to like fathom a top 10 list. Uh, it's like the year itself has just been so long. I know that's weird to say, but like in my adult life, this has been the longest year <laughs> I can remember. 
uh, before I would just bitch about how when I was a kid, summers felt like forever. And now I'm just like, can 2020 just end? Uh, You know, can I, can I tell you something like on a personal level? Yeah, of Um, course. I feel really guilty about this, but my 2020 really wasn't that bad. Like obviously I had, if people don't know this, I had, I had a baby this year. Um, and that was all like, that's the most amazing thing that could happen. And I don't like, I got to spend a lot of time with her. I got to spend a lot of time at home with my wife. Um, I got a new job. Like I did a lot of stuff for personal development and mental health development for myself. So like socially, yes, it's been a really rough year, but I almost feel guilty saying like, personally, I had a pretty great year. I, I don't think I don't think I should feel guilty for that, but I kind of do. Oh, not at all. And like, I would actually, I'm there mostly right for you. Like, I feel I got a lot of uh, my own stuff in order. I met my girlfriend this year during a pandemic, which yeah. is wild. Like the one time I didn't even expect for such a thing to happen, which I think are the best situations. Um, it sounds dumb, but like we t- I got to really like focus and find a lot of cool scuff music. <laughs> Uh, which is dumb, but like to me, it's it's the most amazing feeling to like look for something for years and then have it show up on my doorstep. Just be like, I own this, but it's also that weird like I don't want to say it's a high or a drug, but I'm like, what's my next score now? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what am, what am I going to get next? Yeah, that's the collecting mindset, right? It's the hunt is better than almost getting the thing. A lot of times, it's yeah, and like, no, my personally, twenty twenty wasn't bad. Like, I haven't been affected too drastically. Like, no one super close to me has has died. I mean, like, twenty twenty has been a rough year. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, as a whole, it's like it's one of the better personal years, I guess. But it still feels like ages because you take away that ability to go out. Like I haven't been to a single show in 2020. Uh my early months are usually where I do it and like nothing was really happening this year out here. Yeah. Uh and then the pandemic, and that's weird. I think it's the first year I haven't been able to see anything. Uh, since I was like 13 and that's, that's wild, but so much has come out of it. And that's, you know, like I say, it's a hard year to pick a freaking top 10 list because everything's coming out like December this month. You know, we just Goldfinger just came out less than Jake's coming out. Bad operations coming out. Uh, the far East have an album coming out. I just learned about today. Uh, it's just like, calm down. I know everybody's had time, but let's, let's relax. Uh, and you know, I think you're right. Like 2021, I mean, even like from a, I'm a huge movie guy. I used to go to the movies twice a week. So now like, look at all the movies that are scheduled for 2021. I think a lot of creative people probably have been sitting at home writing songs and are itching maybe if they couldn't to get back into the studio. Like we're about to get some really, really cool stuff in the next year or two. Oh yeah, absolutely. And just like the whole like landscape of the arts has changed so drastically uh i'm excited to see what movies are going to be like i mean obviously the big tentpole movies aren't going to be too unchanged but like there's gonna be a well, lot of did you see the did you see the big news this week that warner oh. brothers releasing everything to streaming which i'm pretty like i'm a huge theater guy but i'm, I'm on board with that i'm i'm stoked about that i was talking about it last night with a friend of mine like i think the age of theaters is 
is going to be wrapping up here within the next decade. Bums uh, me out. I like. There's like, nothing like, like going to see a movie in theaters, though. Absolutely, I am a hundred percent there with you. But like, technology is just advanced too much. I don't think theaters are ever going to go away. It's like the drive-through hasn't ever completely gone away. Uh, I mean, like to me, like I, I mean, I'm going to watch Wonder Woman on Christmas Day streaming. Sure, I'm really excited for that. But like, if there's a Star Wars or an MCU movie, I got to see that in the theaters or a Tarantino movie, like one of those big movies you got to see in theaters. You know? Yeah. No, I 100% agree. So I don't, I'm torn on it, but like in my mind, you know, talking like I did earlier about digital music, that whole, like, that's not real music. You need the art and the the media (laughs) in your hand. You need to, to feel it. It's kind of like that with movies, Uh, but it's going to happen. I'm going to be reluctant, but it's going to like, with that being said though, like I completely stopped buying physical movies. I think the only physical movie, believe it or not, I bought in the last couple of years, other than I always buy the star Wars ones, but is pick it up was probably the only physical Blu-ray I bought in like two years. Yeah. Same. I, I, I've got pick it up. I've got the Blu-ray and the VHS, which I will never watch. Uh, cause I don't trust the VHS player. That's in a box somewhere in the garage or storage. Uh, <laughs> I almost bought the new Mutants movie just because uh, being such such a fan of that franchise. Did you buy like Dark Phoenix when it came out on Blu-ray? I did not. I actually still haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I just can't bring myself to watch it. It's not as bad as you think. Uh, I mean, The Last Stand already really uh, goobered Phoenix it up. Dog is my favorite X-Men like story, and uh, neither movie does it justice, but it's not terrible. It's, it's impossible to do it justice as a movie. That's why. They need a, a Disney Plus 24-part maxi-series uh, <laughs> to really get Buck Wild. I am so excited to see what X-Men and MCU will, will be like. Let me throw this out there. I saw this online, and I've never gotten out of my head. Daniel Radcliffe Wolverine. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, and again, just a weird coincidence. I think last Saturday I was talking about that with my girlfriend again, uh, cause we were going to watch guns akimbo. I was like, there was a, a Daniel Radcliffe, his Wolverine rumor. And like, I'm super into it. She's like, no, I'm like, no, but think about it. I, think I can't, I think it'd be great. I would so hundred percent be behind that. Uh, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Casting is always so weird. Cause you hear stuff like Chris Evans is captain America. I was like, that's terrible. I think Perfect. we all learned. We all learned with Heath Ledger that you can never, you can't judge something till you see it. I actually like. I will go on record, and this isn't just me. Hindsight, because like I'm not the biggest Batman fan to begin with, but I was like, I think Heath Ledger could actually pull off a pretty okay Joker. Really? Uh, I didn't like. All right, so he was phenomenally good in that movie. Uh, he deserved all the awards. Uh, you know, if he tragically uh didn't die but he did blow me away but i as like a joker as a character i was like i think he could pull it off because he has that kind of mad capness to him uh just like his character in uh brothers grim a movie i love which i don't think anybody else does oh yes i've seen that movie yeah he uh is not very like keith ledgery and i was like all right he's got depth to him I think he could actually pull off a Joker because Joker does need to be a big over the top 
uh, villain, which he definitely was in that movie. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was behind him. I was behind he, him more than Christian Bale, Batman. Uh, it's like this I guy from him. Newsies. He's always the guy from Newsies to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the, this is the second time we talked about Heath Ledger, by the way. So I think we're, this is it. We've uh, collapsed upon ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to start a Heath Ledger podcast now. Uh, yeah, we've talked about Sky for like 20 minutes, maybe, of this <laughs> hour 12. So, I don't know. Maybe we should we should just wrap it up. Uh, I hear my baby crying, so like, I'm sure that I'm probably going to have to go deal with that. Yeah, that's fine. Because, like, again, <laughs> I think we said this last time, but I could talk to you all day, Gary. And uh, Yeah, man. You are welcome back anytime, whenever you like. The first three time guests the, in the, the future. The, 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 the triclops of Talk This Guy. Uh, is it like SNL where like, was it Tom Hanks or whoever's been like five time host? Once you have like the five time, you get the special like members or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. You're already in my Hall of Fame, Gary. Uh, oh, that was so sweet. Oh, oh you get a ping pong table for me in the middle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. Cool, man. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Like like I said, the album is coming out, uh, I think we said December 18th, called A Rose Such a Clatter, which is kind of a fun little name and nod to noise and, and Christmas. And uh, I hope everybody checks it out because it's some great songs, but more importantly, like it really it benefits a charity that's, that's for me, near and dear to my heart. Like guys like you and I, who are nerdy guys, I'm sure holidays always meant like excitement and getting toys and action figures. And, um, you know, I, I hope that we can help some people feel that way. Absolutely, everyone. Uh, be sure to check that out on the 18th. Uh, Gary, again, thank you. It's a pleasure, as always, to talk to you here through messages, whatever. Uh, please come back. And uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. <laughs> okay, are we done? Is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's the, the bad outro. Uh, um.